Welcome back to Patients as Partners. I'm Candace Williams. Today I'm joined by Angel Wells, Assistant Director of Privacy. Are there times when my health information may be shared with family and friends without my written or spoken consent? How do I access my medical records? Angel addresses each of these questions and explains the important partnership between patients and the healthcare system in protecting patient information. Angel, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Candace. I really appreciate you having me and giving me the opportunity to focus on some hot topics with privacy and HIPAA. So there are some things I wanted to go over today um, that'll hopefully provide some good education for our listeners. So the first one I want to start with is communicating with family and friends. And this will be covering the acute environment, our hospitals, as well as our, cl- as well as our clinic. Sorry. Um, But people ask, you know, what does HIPAA allow you to share with my family and friends? So first, I'd like to say that we deeply care about the health of our patients. And while they're in our care, we also want them to know that we will do all that we can to protect the privacy of their information. We want our patients' families to be actively involved in their care because having an advocate, as you know, Candace, can make the process so much easier for the patient. Therefore, we can and will share information with our patients, family, and friends when we're able to do so. And you might be asking, well, when we're able to do so, what does that actually mean? So let me give you some examples of that. At first, I'll say we always want to just do our best to make sure that the patient is okay with whom we share their medical information. So whenever possible, our team members, our providers, um, we just want to make sure that our patients don't actually object or tell us that we don't want you sharing information with a family member or friend, especially when they're present at the patient's bedside or if you have a patient, um, a patient's family member who calls the hospital to check on a patient. Um, there are going to be certain situations where our providers can also decide whether or not the patient um, objects to, his, to us disclosing information about them. So as a first example, let's think about the emergency department. In the emergency department, the patient will often bring somebody with them when they're experiencing an emergency. We know it can be scary, so it's good to have someone to hear the information that the provider is going to give to you while you're receiving your treatment. If the patient brings the family member or a friend into the exam room with them, the patient can expect that the provider believes that it's okay to discuss their information in front of that person. So it's important for the patient, if they don't want information to be shared, to communicate that with us because we don't often know, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're in a emergency environment, that's not really the top of the line of what our providers are thinking. We're trying to provide the best care to you um, as quickly as possible and make sure that you are comfortable. So of course, bringing somebody in the room with you, we are just going to assume that it's okay to share information. So Candace, another example, say you have a brother and I think you have two. I do, I do. Awesome. So I hate to use you as an example, but you're going to be in this example. You go to the hospital and your brother has been up to the hospital room to see you several times. Um, The team members and staff who are on that unit have been um, privy to meeting your brother and he's been involved in your care. But one day he's not able to make it up there to see you. So he calls the nurse's station and wants to see how you're doing. Um, In that situation, the nurse may discuss your health status with your brother if you did not say that she can't. 
So if you haven't told her, hey, listen, don't share any information with my brother. If he calls, I want this information to be funneled through me or um, have another family member share information with him. We're going to assume that it's okay because he's been involved with you, um, with your care and come to the hospital to see you several times that it's okay to give him an update on how you're doing. The last example I want to give you is if someone arrives to the hospital and they're not able to make decisions on their own. And a lot of times you'll see this where you have, unfortunately, bad accidents or um, some type of traumatic situation where the patient is not able to um, make their own decisions or really is not aware of their situation. In those situations, the provider or team members may speak to a family member or a friend or someone else who accompanies you to the hospital um, just to keep them up to date on your condition. And you might also um, find out later that they have asked questions about you just so we can be able to get as much information that we can to be able to treat you properly. So I just wanted to throw out those examples um, to assist you in understanding when we will or won't disclose information about you. There are a few other things that I did want to mention too, um, specifically because we we don't always um, make it known to all of our patients. It just depends on the situation. But if you're in a particular unit in some of our hospitals, they do have a password or passcode that um, you could set up to be able to share information with your family and friends. And when you do that, it actually makes it easier for our team members and for our providers to determine who they can communicate with when someone calls to ask about you and just get an update on your condition. So the way that would work, you would share the password one, two, three. Um, I would call because I want to check and see how Candace is doing. I would give the, the person who is on the unit the one, two, three passcode, and they would know at that point that um, they could share information with um, me at that time. I do want to just clarify, though, in that situation, that is only for our hospitals. We typically don't use a password or a passcode in our clinics. Um, and I want to go back and reiterate something, too. We want our patients to know, please tell us when you don't want information shared, because we do not always know. And there are going to be situations, um, different family dynamics that come up, and we're not always aware of what is happening. So if you don't want us to communicate your health status with someone, let us know. And unless there's an emergency situation um, that, uh, that presents itself where we have to share information, we will do our best to honor your wishes and we won't share information with the person that you've asked us to not share information with. There's another scenario that occurs in our hospitals too, where I hate to say VIP patients, because in my mind, all of our patients are VIP, right? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so we don't want to treat anyone differently, but all patients do have the opportunity to ask to be opted out of our hospital directory. And a lot of times you'll see this with um, high profile members of our community or um, celebrities who might end up in our hospital. So a patient can say, I don't want to be listed in your directory. I don't want people to know what my room number is or either be able to call and know that I'm here. So we will opt the patient out of the directory. Unfortunately, that means they can't get the wonderful mail or flowers that people are trying to send to them, but it is the patient's option as to whether or not they want people to know where they are. Um, if you do if you do want visitors or someone to be able to find you, of course, as a patient, you can give out your room number to whomever you'd like, but we're just not going to disclose that information on our end if you say, I don't want to be included in your hospital directory. 
Um, lastly, for this section, I just I want to give a little tidbit about our physician clinics, our practices. We are more, much more reserved about speaking to family members um, and friends in our clinics because we don't have the benefit of knowing who your family is or who your friends are when they call and ask questions about your care. So as a patient, you'll find that you'll receive a phone call from us to confirm that it's okay to speak to someone who has called and asked questions about your care, such as medications prescribed. I see, uh, I've heard rather several situations where maybe um, there's a daughter or son who lives out of state and they've come to help care for their older parent and they know they've been to the doctor, they've been prescribed medication and maybe there is a bad reaction to a medication that's been prescribed. So they call that physician practice to say, you know, I this is who I am. This is the patient. This is my mother. This is what they um, have been prescribed. And I want to ask questions about that to make sure that they're taking things properly or if there's any interactions. And in those situations, um, we will ask if it's okay to speak to that individual. We'll ask you as a patient if it's okay. And then we can have the conversation. Um, the same thing might come about if there's a wound care situation. Maybe you had a small procedure um, and someone is helping you out with that. If they call and ask questions, we want to just make sure that it's okay with you and um, and before we actually share that information. So that's pretty much all I want to share on the um, communicating with family and friends. And Candace, is it okay if I move on to another topic? Sure, but I, I did have a, a question. So when you mentioned the VIP patients, or I think I've heard the term confidential patients, maybe that's the, the same sort of idea. Uh, if a patient is in the, under that staff in the hospital and a family member or friend arrives and they're, they're adamant, I know this person is in here. Um, mm-hmm. In my experience, having worked in acute, that family member, that patient would have to have communicated to the team at the hospital to say, hey, I'm here to see, you know, my loved one and the password is like the the team isn't going to prompt them and say, do you have a password? So as a patient, if you choose that status, you need to make sure that you give all of the information that your family needs, because our teams aren't going to prompt and ask for any information. Is that accurate? Absolutely. And that is absolutely accurate because, again, we're not going to disclose anything if you've told us not to in that situation. So we want to make sure that our patients are aware. Give your family member, friend or visitor all the information that they need to be able to find you as opposed to having someone go to the hospital and say, I know they're here. And we're like, no, they're not. We don't have anybody by this name. Um, so it, it would be a much more smooth process if you just make sure that that's clear when you're communicating with um, anyone you want to have visit you. That's a very good question, uh, Kendra. Thanks, Angel. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about patients accessing their own medical record or um, their protected health information. Patients do have the right under HIPAA to request their medical record. Um, We will ask them to complete their requests in writing, however, and we do have authorization forms that are available so they can tell us what they need, what the dates are, dates of service um, that they would like to have access to, and how they'd like to receive the information. So do you want us to mail it, fax it, uh, download it, send it to you, however, just you would need to let us know how you would like to get that. Um, we do get, I will, I hate to say complaints that we get concerns about, you know, how long is this going to take because I need it tomorrow. Um, unfortunately that's not always a possibility for us to produce it that quickly. 
but we do work as quickly as we possibly can to provide you with your information. Um, HIPAA allows us up to 60 days to process a request. I'm not by any means saying that we try to take that long. Typically, you can expect about a two-week um, turnaround time frame unless we need more time. And we will communicate with our patients um, when we do need additional time to gather the information they've requested from us. Um, how would you go about requesting your record? We do have in health information management departments in our hospitals um, that the patient can go to to make their requests. And they can fill out their form right there on the spot and have them process it. And our team members will let them know um, any next steps that would occur. Or if you don't um, live near the hospital, but you have a physician practice, one of the Novant Health physician practices that are near you, just fill out an authorization at one of those clinics and they'll make sure that they um, get it to the right place to be processed for you.